Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Melodic, and this is another episode of Soapbox Off, the podcast that comes to you with hard hitting topics that are jaw dropping, thought provoking, and thought challenging. So come with your emotions on neutral and your critical thinking on high. Okay, so today I wanted to expand a little bit more on the conversation as we are still in Pride Month. I wanted to talk about the topics regarding pride and what better way for me to do that but someone within the LGBTQ plus community. It is a dear fellow friend of mine. I consider him a friend or whatever. Say what you want. And <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jordan, you can introduce yourself a little bit more and give a little bit of background. Hi guys. Well, my name is Jordan. I'm originally from Greensboro, Alabama, but I've recently located to Dallas, Texas within the last uh, four years. Yeah, we go back. We go way back. Yeah, we go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm really excited to be on the podcast and share my perspective of what pride means to me. And I can't wait to get started. Yes, 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 yes. And while we do this, one thing that I had to get his perspective or his opinion on, his perspective on, was the topic that came up on TikTok. Um, I am on TikTok or whatever, and I saw the topic about decolonized pride, and it kind of threw me off in a way. It was kind of like a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. Um, and you can see the clip. I presented the clip in the previous episode, and I was only able to talk about it a little bit but it pretty much talked about how this group had used the hand over the mouth gesture, which has been heavily used by the uh, group, the movement, Murdered Missing Indigenous Women's Movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just be real, it started a lot of uh, ruffling of feathers, so to speak. And I wanted to get your perspective of that now that you got a chance to look at that. I've still done research for it and okay. I've been doing research for like 10, 10 couple days and I'm still not fully understanding it. So if you could go more in detail for me, cause I'm very uneducated. I really want to learn more. So please. Okay. And, and I don't want, and I don't want us to miss the, the insight of what pride means to you. Right. But I, I kind of wanted to fuse them together because I wanted to see if it clashes at all or if you see some of the conflict in it based off of what it means to you um but in this situation this group it it wasn't a large group it was a tiktok group and the thing is is that a lot of missing indigenous missing murdered indigenous women they have used the paint on the hand Mm -hmm. and then cupping it over their hand and as they remove it there is a red uh handprint on their mouths Mm -hmm. and they have been doing it for at least at least a few years to my knowledge and it has been talking about how indigenous women and you could also just say uh, missing indigenous people in general how they have been discarded similar to what we have talked about when it comes to our black people and black women specifically but I don't want to you know completely pivot off of the main topic yes so with that being said I guess this group, they decided to use the hand over the mouth, which I, from my understanding, it has been used for stop hate Mm -hmm. in prior times. I think that it dated back a little bit even before 
the missing uh, and murdered indigenous women's movement, the stop hate with the stop and then the H8 on the back of the hand and they would Mm -hmm. put it over their hand. I remember that being a thing, Mm -hmm. but I will say in current times, the main trend with this hand gesture has been for those women. So Mm -hmm. when it came time for Pride Month, this group decided to use that hand gesture in um, a clip and um, it, it started uproar because it was a bunch of people. And if you pay close attention to the clip, a lot of them, um, and I'm not trying to be funny or shady or whatever, but a lot of them were non-melanated individuals. I think mm-hmm. like for every nine, only maybe like one person was of color. Mm-hmm. So it now has kind of become a clash between the um, indigenous people and that particular topic, even some of the people that are uh, that are re- represented in the LGBTQ community felt mm-hmm. a way about it because of the fact that this has been an ongoing thing. And then you guys just use something that can over could potentially overshadow what these women have been doing with that gesture. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm. I see. Now I'm seeing it. So yeah. the fact that they're saying decolonized pride is saying for unmelanated people to take their gestures to make it more mainstream than them and what they've been trying to do and get their attention okay yes. okay I get that yes. okay yes okay okay <laughs> see Oof, that's heavy yes yes okay that's oh okay wow that's heavy I could see <laughs> whew, I could see where they're really coming from in the if you hear the stop decolonizing pride my hearing that statement my mind went completely away from this situation but that's neither here or there what we're talking about right now is the hand gesture and how they felt like they were using it on tiktok yes there's thousands thousands of followers there's thousands of fans yes and taken away from the indigenous indigenous women yeah and before you say, before you, before you, as you process, yes, as you, I'm, processing, I'm processing. As you process, you can you can go ahead and say what pride means to you, and then maybe you could see. Yes. Okay. Because maybe yes. that's why it's kind of like okay. Oh, this is heavy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll transition into what pride means to me, so we can get some uh, a segue. And yes. Correlate. All right, so for me, Pride Month for me symbolizes living my true, authentic, authentic self. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm grow. I grew up in uh, so- Southern Alabama, Black Belt, yeah. Alabama. For some people who don't understand, very Bible bumpers, very Christian driven, and it didn't really occur to me until like recently realizing that growing up, I never met a gay or queer person, and when my family talked about like gay and queer people, it was only out of like ridicule and disgust and mockery in a way. Mm-hmm. So growing up and um, growing up, I always had the sense that I was gay or queer, but being afraid of like what my friends and family would say, or even what worse, what they would do to me. So growing up, it was either especially as a young kid and either like growing up through high school and um, college before coming out, being gay and being queer was just a moment of fear. And 
not accepting yourself because of being around the people who really didn't give you the space to be 100% yourself. Yeah. So for like me, Proud Month symbolizes, like I said, being my most authentic self and being that beacon of light, that beacon of hope, that beacon of positive representation for the young Black gay kid that I never had. And being someone to be like, you are exactly who you're meant to be. You, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a joke. You're not something to be made fun of. You are acceptably fine and you're going to be loved and you're going to be cared for and that's really big for my husband and I to be a positive representation for young black queer kids who we never got to see mm-hmm. so, so when it comes really, to- yeah it's probably one of the <laughs> best to me yeah so when it comes to decolonizing I can almost sense where you initially saw what decolonized pride was veering to because of the concept of what pride means to you yes and I'm gonna be honest so I'm gonna go ahead and say this I have some things about myself and I have been very um I have been very reserved about it Mm -hmm. um I would probably consider myself I I I probably consider myself uh uh probably queer I'll be honest Mm -hmm. this is my first time saying it out loud um thank you for sharing thank you for sharing yeah and I I didn't talk about it much because like you said growing up in the south and then being a person of color Mm -hmm. it is very difficult to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in saying that or even like being comfortable in like just pursuing what you are comfortable with what your body is is basically saying I want to be able to be like free to like express myself with mm-hmm. like willingly mm-hmm. um and being a person from the south and being black and then hearing decolonized pride, decolonized pride mm-hmm. it's like I can see this on different angles yeah for sure mm-hmm. But when it came to this happening, Mm -hmm. if you remember the Dave Chappelle thing, right? I do not remember. I'm not, I do not follow him at all. Okay. So Dave Chappelle did a sketch and it's on Netflix. And it was because he made a reference. I think it was on the Sticks and Stones skit that he brought up the alphabet mafia. That's what he called it. Uh-huh. And he gave a reference for every letter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like in the car and it it had like its humor and everything. But I guess it rubbed some people the wrong way that he felt that he needed to elaborate on it in the second skit. So in the second skit that followed up to it, he dived back further into this topic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people felt the way because of the fact that pretty much the whole entire the whole entire skit felt as if it was addressing the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. The problem in it is, is that I feel that people didn't recognize that he's talking about that your movement can progress a lot faster mm-hmm. because of the essence of having white representation being the forefront of your movement, mm-hmm. where us as minorities, we've been working 400 plus years and stripped of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and we it's still like 
And I don't think a lot of people caught that. I can see where you're coming from. Case in point, uh, being realizing that uh, one second, realizing that Pride Month is in June, and people are like, "Oh, Happy Pride Month, Happy Pride Month," but also understanding that there's a Black Pride Month and Black Pride celebration in in you're October. Joking. No, you're it's joking. In October, October, there is a Black Pride for people of color, people of minorities in October. So the fact that people are saying, even I've had like uh, black people of color, people even this month say, oh, it's not our pride. Oh, it's pride month, but it's not our pride. Our pride is until October. So the simple fact of it being like segregated to the point where, oh, it's not for us because it's not driven by us that makes this whole situation with that clip even more cringy it's, yes yes because i'm gonna be honest with you the dude that i don't want to say the dude because i might be mis uh pronoun uh mispronouncing him because uh i didn't go back and look at his profile to like know for sure if he put his pronouns out there but <laughs> The Melting Taurus, when the Melting Taurus posted, you would hear in like maybe the first few seconds after the stitch is complete, Taurus was like white men. He specifically called out white mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. in the in the issue because mm -hmm. Taurus felt as if when it comes to, you know, us taking something and running with it, and they only sought out four indigenous people to say that it was cool, which matter of fact, I found out later on because I was still do doing some digging. It wasn't even straight up for indigenous people. I think that it was indigenous people that weren't specific into mm. Native Americans that mm -hmm. they got the okay to even do it. But <sighs> that that I feel like, that is the problem though. Mm -hmm. Like, no offense. I, I thought it was very ironic. And I brought this up last episode that I was watching Pose and I was watching Pose last month because I was trying to find something to binge and it kind of like melted into this month and mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was Pride Month. And I was like, oh, that's what's up because I'm mm -hmm. binging uh, Pose. And no joke, season three, when it ended up bringing up mm -hmm. in the last few episodes up to the finale, how when the AIDS epidemic was going crazy mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they found a cure. They really centralized it to white men. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, an, and only, and out of, and I'm, I know this is just a show, but they were like out of the 80, only two people were uh, people of color, were mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. that got a chance to try that experiment and I mean if we want to go into historics that was probably one of them was Magic Johnson because let's be for real so I'm gonna just be <laughs> <laughs> so I mean just because I'm just saying because how famous he was now if it, it, I mean they dated it back that far so I'm gonna say that it was magic so then there was like only one of them was probably a regular smuggler person right. and it was probably somebody that got some moolah to be right. one in that one percent mm. right but I say all that just to say this is the case that I feel like that is being addressed in decolonized pride. It's just that, ironically, they're late to this topic, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Like the, the non-melanated. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, do you remember the um the the slogan that was going around social media a little while ago? Uh, no white saviors. No. And I, yes. Okay. So it was like um how uh no middle-aged people white people would go to like uh these mission trips to these unpolished mm. areas mm. Uh, so they would go to africa they would go to puerto rico they would go to guam ghana for to help people who needed their help because it was like their religion was called them to help people and in a sense the the whole title the whole slogan like no white saviors is these people didn't ask for your help Mm -hmm. These people didn't come to you. It's like, oh, I need you. So in the sample fact, when I hear decolonized pride, I can, I'm, in my mind, I'm associating it with no white saviors. I'll be like, oh, well, it's, we're doing this for the LGBT and it's primarily non-ventilated people. They'll be like, well, we're the voice of the people. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. they're not listening to what we actually, how we feel or what we have to say. And they're yes. just pushing themselves into the front for it because Oh, we can get on TikTok. We we have a look appeal to people to hear what we have to say versus me and you getting on TikTok and saying something and be like, oh well, it's just another little black boy or it's just another little black girl. So in that sense, I that makes yes, I can yes, see yes. Now it makes sense. Why yes. they, why are they decolonizing pride? Mm. Full circle moment, full yeah. circle, full circle moment, full circle moment. Cause it definitely made me think I was, I was talking it through last episode and I definitely said, I really, if I wanted to remember distinctly, they was talking about how mm -hmm. the essence of white representation mm -hmm. in that community mm -hmm. skyrockets things where, and it, when it comes to one that doesn't have any white representation at all, mm -hmm. it's like, almost dang near at a standstill to make progress yes. yes and I can see why the threat even of them taking that gesture from indigenous women mm -hmm. was like why would y'all do that y'all are again white men mm -hmm. it was it was very majority white men if you go back to that clip mm -hmm. white men mm -hmm. that are taking this gesture and now it's gonna go like wildfire that this is for your month but it's going to bleed out of that month and it's going to mm -hmm. become something general, general and it's going mm -hmm. to literally wipe out all of the work that we have been doing with that hand gesture mm -hmm. regardless of if it was a gesture before yes yes case in point you remember um doing the um black lives matter movement when everybody would get online and be like post a black square hashtag black lives matter and in that sense, they were we were covering up all the groundwork that the people are doing to show what was going on in the community, to show how the police were killing people. And you would search the hashtag, and all you would see were black squares mm -hmm. pushing down the work that people were doing on the foot on on the ground. So, mm -hmm. in the sense of them getting on TikTok, which is a huge serve a huge streaming service, covering up the indigenous women who are working to make their their platform known because white individuals want to get on there and be like oh we're, we're doing it because oh, we're doing it for this because it's pride and belittling and devaluing the work that the indigenous indigenous women have been yes doing. exactly yes we yes. tie in yet another yes. situation yes that i i see it we it are freaking sense. colombo right now because it's coming full circle it's tying yes. so many different things 
Mm-hmm. And I just didn't understand why they even used that to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just be for real. Why do they get on TikTok and do dances? This has already been come out. <laughs> and that's not say this is the fact. Because it's trendy and it's cool and I want to do it too. And do not tag eventual, especially black women. Child, then they got on there and these men had kept claiming ignorance. Isn't it always ignorance? I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. I I was I had no clue that it would. I'm like, why is it that y'all use ignorance? You want to know the definition of ignorance is when you refuse knowledge. So you know what? You daggum right. You it's, refuse the understanding. That's the what it is. And the simple fact of ignorance, and they're using ignorance. Well, well, I don't go anywhere or I never come in contact with them or I didn't know the simple fact where you can get on TikTok and go learn a dance move but you can't put the time in to actually do some research and be like, well, these women Child, are doing, I, this, it's, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. Let me, let me, let me say this. Cause I got to say this. Cause this is going to go across all the little, all the indigenous stuff. These are the same people that ask for education for, for, from marginalized people, but y'all have the know-how to research how to put on our lace front wigs. You have all the knowledge and the insight to learn how to do our dances. You take all the knowledge and the insight to even learn how to do some of our braids and who to contact to get the braids in and, and who to get to get a grill. But you can't do your own research to deconstruct the colonization and the racism. And that's why I said it's so sad that right in the beginning of Pride, y'all did this and y'all brought the racism and all that into it and and uh, yeah and unfortunately it's always been something that was brewing in the underman and in the you know the underbelly but it will always be granted there will always be division but during pride month i think especially for me and like my my friend circle is to be positive representation yeah at the end of the day it needs to be positive representation needs to show unity needs to show friendship it needs to show love and compassion and the the fact that they are (laughs) oh it's so heavy the fact that they want they want to share something they felt like they didn't know takes away from the whole purpose of our pride month or of our representation for the youth and for our past uh class elders who fought for us to be able to get married if we're able to hold hands with our loved one on the street and it's just it's, it's yeah ignorance. the ignorance the ignorance runs deep yeah this this is heavy i know that it has so much more and that's why i wanted to do another episode on it to get yes. to expand more on it because i was mm-hmm. like to give it a little simple five minutes is not gonna be enough that's not. Um, we could we could literally sit here and go on for like forty five more minutes yeah. on the topic, right? But I, but we need to do we need to do a break and then hopefully yes. we can pivot to a little bit of a lighter note. Yes. I know that this is a looming topic. Everybody, all I can say is research is me search. So feel free to go in to do further investigation and research you, on if this. If you can, if you can scroll on TikTok, if you can scroll on Instagram, you can take 10, 15 minutes. Yes to do some research, to learn and educate yourself and educate the people around you. Yes, hell, you can go on TikTok and learn it right there. They got TikTok University, hashtag decolonize pride, hashtag 
uh, uh, LGBTQ+, all of the things that you can think of, hashtag mm-hmm. it is in there. And then Google is your friend and it's free as well. So Hashtag bliss. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to come back to you after this. Hey, you guys. So, you know, Soapbox Office is very sporadic with different topics about true crime and uh, episodes that I love on certain shows. Well, this one, you know, this girl here, she loves to talk about politics, as you can see. And I don't want to make it a big thing, but I like to educate as much as possible. Not to just rant and rave on opinions, but to educate. So if you want to know some things about the voting process and understanding these, not just for election year, but even for local elections, because those are important. Look those up. Wherever you're from, whatever state you're in, look up those meetings, attend those meetings. See, y'all about to get me started. (laughs) Anyways, look at my episode one, Does Voting Matter? Also, it's not necessarily on voting, but it's important because district attorneys and things, you get to vote on those. Clearance rates being a thing, episode five. If you want to hear about the electoral college process, because guess what, folks? It's a process. It is not indefinitely uh, top hat men with little, you know, breastplate pockets and things like uh, Mary Poppins in the bank. It's a process. If you want to learn more about that, episode seven. Take the opportunity to, you know, just get yourself a little bit more well-versed with politics because your votes actually matter. And the only way that you can practice those is if you learn how your vote is used, how it can make your voice be heard. Come on, let's make it count. Okay? All right. Hey, before we get started, I know you have heard a lot about voting, and I know you heard plenty in my episode one about voting, but I did want to let you know everything that you need to know in regards to voting, especially when in preparation for voting, is in vote.org. It's all the voting questions and concerns answered in one website. It has election protection hotline if you feel like your voting rights are being compromised, COVID info, a literal timer set down to the date of November 3rd, which we know is an important date, the early voting locations if it's still available in your location, you can find your locating drop boxes, setting reminders, everything. Go there and check it out. And if you're too young to vote, it's still vital and still so helpful for you because you can still pledge to register and you can find polling place locators. And if you are of age, you can become a poll worker and help other people vote, which that's a paid gig, by the way. Filing for the 2020 census. I know you're skeptical about it, but do your research. It doesn't ask about your immigration status, and it really helps pinpoint how much money can we allocate to necessities based on the number of people in each area. So don't hesitate. Do your research. Study to show yourself approved and get all that you need and more at vote.org. lighter note I wanted to get a chance to talk about Jordan's journey in this whole 
chaotic thing that can be so beautiful when you get to the end of it all right. and mm-hmm. actually get a chance to stand in your truth. So feel free. Let me go ahead and start. All right, perfect. So really my journey into like self-acceptance and full authenticity really didn't start until I met my uh, partner, current her husband, uh, Jay. And we actually met in college. And for both me and him, me, him and I to get together, and people really don't believe us when we say we were our, actually our first uh, male like partners. And my mm-hmm. husband's my actually my first ever boyfriend, the first guy I ever dated. So for people to be like, well, how do you know you married him? That's the first person you've been with. And and both of him and I would tell people were like, I fell in love with his spirit. And I'm really, really big into like uh, spirituality. I'm very, really big into uh, spirituality and energies. So for him to, when we first met for him to understood what I said, when I was like, I felt like I met you before. I felt like we've been oh. here before. I know it sounds so cheesy looking back. <laughs> I felt like we, um, when I first met him, I felt like I had met him before in another lifetime or in another another reincarnation where we were different or we were older, we were younger, but I felt like we instantly had a connection. And after the first day of being together, him and I have been together every day since. Really? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, we've been together every day since we first met. I know, it's so mushy. But um, yes. <laughs> um, my my husband Jay really taught me the importance of self authenticity and self love and self worth. And one well, a really really part of our uh, vows when we got married and we actually like printed them off and have them hanging in our uh, living room above our sofa. In the, in the beginning of our uh, vows, is that I love you. I promise to love you now in this lifetime, in the next. And it just means so much to me to be able to find like a really genuine, true love to know that even after this is gone, we will continue to move on past this physical being and continue to find each other and continue to grow, grow, grow together. And I think that's just so beautiful. Man. I know. <laughs> no, I'm saying like it's it's beautiful to hear because of the fact that love in general is so fleeting in yes. the current social economic times. Like mm-hmm. it's so it's so weak. Like you got, you got everybody... people being you got people being together because of gas prices. Let's be honest. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and rent houses, mortgages, right, right. groceries right I mean and then they're so toxic like some of the some of the conversations around relationships right now are so toxic mm-hmm. that it makes me feel like girl don't do it just don't, don't do it. it don't do don't it don't do it, it. <laughs> I'm serious because even and that is one thing that and I know that regardless of where I would find love, there's always going to be some people out there that just ain't on me. Mm-hmm. But that was one thing that I could appreciate when I even, um, when I seen your relationship and others similar to yours that mm-hmm. they are thriving and they're going and they're living. And it's 
we are a partnership and mm-hmm. we are going through this together. And mm-hmm. even seeing you like in all of your glory, when you like go into your glow up and all of that, because we got to talk about that too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, just to have that type of support system is very difficult to see. And then in um, hetero world, I'm going to just be for real, that talking about in those relationships back in the day that a lot of those were, yeah, I mean, they married females for collateral. Yes. And it was, you know. She could have kids. She could right. clean the house. He going to go and get that milk and never come back. And if he do, he got a whole nother family in another state. So it just made me feel like, oh, and so to hear and to see something so refreshing, because, you know, I be out here on social media, so I be seeing it and I just be like, I am here for it. Yes, Go on, you could send it my yeah. way, your especially, girl. Especially in like um, queer and gay culture and uh, people automatically assume that queer and gay people are just looking to be promiscuous and they're yes. looking for the next um the next sexual exopathy the next sexual partner and people really don't believe me when I say like I know that my relationship was, was real and we built an amazing foundation because it was never our relationship was never sexual based until a year later I love that <laughs> don't make me cry what no, in the really? hell right literally. don't make me cry on this episode that can't see me Jordan <laughs> But yeah, so people are like, oh no, I don't understand how y'all could be together that long. Our relationship, and like I always tell him, we always go back to realizing that we are each other's best friends. And we built a foundation literally built in friendship and communication and in loyalty to the point that like, uh, when people's like, okay, so what about the sex? I was like, that was never occurred to me when I met my partner because it was just, I love you. I love you for your being, I love for you for your being I love you for your mind the intellectual conversations that's another thing people don't understand we could literally sit and just talk and literally when we first got together I think me and my husband um he came over and we started talking at like 11 30 and we just stayed up laughing and joking and talking all night and ended up leaving and going to have breakfast that morning continuing the conversation and to really take the time to build that friendship and that communication is everything and we always even go back to it now and people are like well I need relationship advice and it's like both sit two chairs in front of each other face to sit face to face and do not get up even if y'all just sitting there looking at each other and you will even if y'all pissed off at each other you just sitting there looking at each other you just need to sit there until y'all have that communication that that job breaking down those walls but like well if he make me mad I'm just not gonna say nothing to him that's not gonna build right. communication. It's not gonna be y'all a bond. If you really, really, y'all take my advice. If you mad at your partner, you mad at your spouse, sit two chairs in front of each other and be like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna sit down, no phones. You put your phones on the TV stand, put your phones in the bathroom. We usually take ours and put them in our bedside drawer and we sit in, uh, in our kitchen and look at each other. And being able to sit in front of your, your reflection in a way, or your, your soulmate, and understand and look into their eyes and just be like what are we arguing about what am I mad for and you start to realize that the things that you feel like mean uh, mean a lot or or very petty or like well he didn't do this okay well I mean you could have did it 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that he didn't do it. He also has things that he was doing for you or things that he's doing to help you. You just didn't see it in that moment. I'm going to say the thing that gets me the most right now, and it still hit me like a ton of bricks, is when you say that it net like, the sex was never something that was so heavy in the no, relationship no. because for me, for me, well, I'm not even going to say for me, I'll say that I heard this woman and she said it, it, uh, it was a, this Jamaican woman on TikTok. I know y'all going to get tired of me bringing up TikTok, <laughs> but she said that sex is a form of worship. So don't squander it. And yeah. I said, yes, well, damn. Mm-hmm because of the fact that my view of sex is so dark that Mm -hmm. I completely repel yes like I completely repel Mm -hmm. and right now I feel that in a relationship so many people are focused on that and I'm gonna be honest as a as a black woman I know that a lot of times we feel very skeptical and reserved to be with a bisexual man Mm -hmm. because of the fact that a bisexual man we take the actions of heterosexual male Mm -hmm. tendencies which they Mm -hmm. always go out they always wander we always think that they cheat blah 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 and we automatically put that on a bisexual male Mm -hmm. and think that it's gonna and and it took me the time to really understand that to be honest a person is a person if they're gonna step out they're gonna step out if they're gonna do it they're they're gonna gonna do it right if they're gonna be loyal they're gonna be loyal and to be honest when it came down to what was going on back in the day and the reason why a lot of black women are in the situation that they're in is because the fact that black men do not have the ability to be free in Mm -hmm. who they are when Mm -hmm. it comes down to being interested in pretty much male and female Mm -hmm. and even a transsexual all of the in between but they're afraid to do anything outside of a heterosexual relationship and that is one of the main reasons that it's been so engraved in our community in our uh ancestors and everything to be like man has to be with woman yes this is how it is and it's not even like understanding in like I was going to wait to hit on this, but I guess since we're going to segue into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. People, no, you're great. It's perfect. People don't understand there's a difference between sexuality, there's a difference between gender identity, and there, there is no, like, nothing is ever, like, black and white. Yes. And people be like, well, you're gay, so you're not uh, attracted to women. And, like, if you know me, if you know people around me, I always say, I love black women. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy try to check me one day. It was like, well, if you love black women so much, why don't you just be with a woman? Why are you married to a man? And I'm like, that isn't the conversation that we're having. That isn't the statement that I had. And understanding that I came from a black woman. I came from a black woman who came from a black woman who came from a great, great, great black woman. In my eyes, the black woman is the bar. There's nothing that can come before black women. I came from a black woman. My future kids will come from a black woman for generations black woman is the key to life so when i say that and somebody was like why don't right <laughs> the one guy was like so why don't you just be with a black woman if you love women so much and i was like because i'm not sexually attracted to black women but i will always love all black women and, and we then, appreciate you too boo right L- love a black woman to infinity and infinity infinity right <laughs> um <laughs> but for him to realize that like there's a difference between gender uh, gender identity and sexuality. 
and stop trying to make everything black and white or like it it is this or there's no way or it has to be this but i'm glad that you brought that up about the distinguishing of sexuality and the gender identity because i heard indigenous women or indigenous people talk about um two spirits spirits. yes and i noticed that you like had came out at one point talking about Mm -hmm. how you i guess you would Mm -hmm. say in a way it's like this two-spirit way to use and uh, again this is something that i also love seeing how your husband is so supportive of it yes please talk on that too yeah so it's been like a year and a half two years i realized that i identify as gender uh fluid and for some people, that was a really hard concept for some people, because it's like, what does gender fluid mean? You're either male or you're female. And I was like, no, that's like, it's my gender identity. Some days I woke up in my, I feel very two-spirited, my energy changes. So if I wake up and I'm like, okay, so I'm very masculine. Or some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm very, I, I'm teetering on like being uh, feminine. And some people are like, well, that means you want to be a girl. And I'm like, no, it's just my my gender identity is very fluid and sometimes I'm both sometimes I'm one sometimes I'm neither and sometimes I'm just me and Mm -hmm. I'm just myself and so when me when I discovered that I I teetered on being gender fluid I really thought like I kept it from my husband and I got really like depressed I got really standoffish and for like him and just came out and said one day I was like you know what I think I um identifies very like gender fluid and use they them con, uh, pronouns and he they them pronouns and I started like uh, I started dabbling in makeup I started dabbling in wigs I started dabbling in creating this image of who I've always been and still me but just creating like, my uh, female energy and giving myself the space to be that authentic self and I really thought like my husband was like gonna just like disown me. I really thought he was gonna hate me. I really thought that he felt like, oh well, I don't want to be with a woman. And for him to like actually see me at my lowest low and see me at my depressed, uh, depressed moments, my my series of confusion, and for him to look at me and just be like, I love you for you, and I fell in love with you. For so he got a cousin or a brother or right. and we connect in spirit too. I just need to know. Damn. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> and for him to be like, um, I've always uh felt you for your energy, I always felt you for your spirit. And the simple fact is I love that about you because it makes you multifaceted intellectual conversations we love but like you better talk on all of the bright the, uh, right yes him, him understanding that i'm very like a multifaceted being and i love to do so many different things and being able to do makeup come along with do makeup uh figure out to create my image of who i am who i've always been and to just be my authentic self means so much to me and for him to be so supportive of holding my hand when I go out, making sure that I'm, he treats me however I'm feeling in the moment. And for him to check in with me and be like, how are you feeling today? Are you, how can I better love you in this moment of who you are? And if it switches or changes, I know that he will always be there for me, support me and hold my hand and love me through it all. I, I get, I just have to, Oh, Lord. First of all, mm-hmm. let me say this about you getting into makeup. Yes. You are 
listen <laughs> as a as a cis woman mm-hmm. that literally eyeliner and eyebrows that's about all i even catch about doing you yes. <laughs> to see you be like listen i'm gonna get into this then i'm gonna get into this and the glow up was real i yes, was like yes, girl yes. you all the way <laughs> like and people me, really don't people don't like uh, i was like you can really like i i don't look the same when i um when i'm feeling like my female energy i don't look the same and people are like wow makeup is amazing i was like yeah it's just it takes practice no, though it took me it's, yeah because i was like it, yeah. like <laughs> like no like even when you even with you like slowly going into like exploring that side to you mm-hmm. and seeing it like slow progression from like you know every once in a while yeah i'm gonna throw on a heel you know i'm right, gonna throw i'm gonna and you literally you really sound and just me oh i'm gonna throw on a heel with a blaze and a skirt like okay okay yeah he, he likes wearing skirts yeah and for me to sort of transition of okay he wearing hair and he's he's doing body and i'm doing fully creating yes. my image of who i i was there i'm telling yeah. you i was watching the post i'm like <laughs> come on like yes, yes. And I oh, and to even you. see even and to even see the interactions like I know a lot of it is like showcasing you as it should because this was your journey into exploring that and embracing that for yourself. But mm-hmm. then even the moments where we're seeing just hints of my husband is here and he mm-hmm. over here beside and he were, mm-hmm. I was like come on because I'm gonna yes. be for real I in my mind in my mind mm-hmm. in my mind. I already know I'm not going to be able to be with a like who I know I'm not right because I already know how I am I'm not there right all right no okay so I keep going back and forth I'm so sorry so when we first first, uh came out in college uh that year in college people really thought like uh I was blackmailing him or I had some like something against him it's like you're not gay he's supposed to be like framing or blackmailing you and for them to like oh it's like laughing and yes yes they thought I was like tricking him into being with me or he felt like he was lying on being like attracted to me and being with me so even like years later when we got married people would still like tell him like I don't believe y'all actually married and we're like we've been together 10 years in December so it's like no it's 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 simple that you have to insinuate that I'm like having to help hold something against him for him to like be with me which is really ridiculous but that but I don't know I feel like that goes back to this whole thing of this having to have to be with this hook man right like kind of situation like I and don't get me wrong I do love men that's pretty much all I know granted I may be very attracted to a lot of things and I haven't explored them right but my thing is is that I and I've said this before and I probably have said this on this podcast before I love the external of a man Mm -hmm. but the problem is is that what is inside the man that I just completely am Mm-hmm. disconnected from right it's like a barrier right it's a wall and mm-hmm. it's because of the fact that a lot of men are afraid of being in balance with the divine feminine within them they just completely yes. reject it mm-hmm. and they are like me macho man I have to be here no matter how, what you look like no matter if you look like you're supposed to be a full quarterback mm-hmm. or if you look like you're supposed to be a simple skater ice skater it doesn't matter the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is is that 
for you to be so rejected, so rejecting of that side of you, mm-hmm. it puts me in, in a difficult position because for me, my energy is like, I can, I gravitate or I like balance off of what is given to me, like right. in interaction with people. Right. I can be a very, like, if I'm comfortable, if I feel like I can, I can be in my feminine. However, right. there are a lot of times where, because of the fact that of what my past has put me into, I have had to always put up a barrier where I have to be either to myself or I have mm-hmm. to be very almost tomboyish in right. what they call tomboy in order for me to not attract the wrong thing. Right. Oh, yeah. I know I just ran, I just had went on a rant, but it it was just really refreshing to see for one, your relationship as it was, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, and this is not to be of any like funny but I was like okay yeah I can see that's of course Jordan no no but seeing your husband I was like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that I was like that's impossible but to see a man Mm -hmm. and and even though he may show off a lot of the masculine energy within him But for him to be embracing of, I love who I love and then owning it and then embracing it. And then also being able to think outside of the box of what socialism and the, um, the toxic patriarchy type of mindset that is given to us. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on. I I want, do they have him on Amazon? (laughs) Amazon. Prime, please. Yes. Prime. Go ahead and send me one. (laughs) No, even like, even like, um, we used to work together for a little while and people, um, would figure out like we were together, like we were married and I was like, y'all are joking. And we were like, why would I joke about calling somebody my husband yeah. for almost 10 years? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense because we, we're both, uh, I started like when I'm, um, outside of like my feminine energies and my very like uh gender non-fluidity fluidity people we both come off as very like uh heterosexual straight men mm-hmm. and people like I would say the thing well well you don't act gay or y'all don't act gay y'all don't look gay and we're like it's not a certain look or it's not a right. certain a certain posture a certain twang to being mm-hmm. your authentic self and um and um, it just makes me realize, like, being that growing up, you never saw, like, a proud Black gay person, let alone a gay couple. Mm-hmm. You never saw, like, or... Oh, that's not allowed over here. Right, right. Yeah. You, never, you never saw a gay couple. So right. for, like, people to see me and him, one, deeply in love with each other, but two, a positive representation of love and commitment it's just really confusing to a lot of people, especially back home in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Even a small group of people here in Texas for us to like walk down the street holding hands and people, you can feel people staring at you but not saying anything. But back in Alabama, we went home one week, uh, one weekend and we wouldn't dare like hold hands or we wouldn't yeah. dare like show like a uh, close PDA from fear of, oh, 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 look, the gays are here. Look, they have look, <laughs> look at the gays and like points and stares yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i see this is uh, this is a topic that i should have started this like at the beginning of the month. <laughs> i should have started at the beginning of the month. it just hit me like in the middle of the month and i'm just like you should have just started this earlier but 
Um, okay, not to overload people because I try to keep it uh, at a decent time frame where I don't bore people or I right. don't end up drawing on and on. So right. um, to wrap this up, what would be like the, at all the things that we've talked about, what would mm. probably be like the highlight for you that you would want people to remember out of this podcast episode? The one thing I want people to remember out of this episode is the understanding that we are all different. We all come from different uh, experiences, different backgrounds. But remembering the one thing of like, growing up, our families, our friends, our guardians would try to teach us things or teach us or still ways in us and trying to tell us and teach us things that not even they self knew or they self understood. Mm-hmm. It's just something they've been indoctrinated to them over the years. So living authentically and understanding that if that's, oh, I, I identify as trans, I identify as gay, I identify as queer, or identify as straight, even straight, or even heterosexual, understanding that your view is your view, and understanding that you can still love somebody and see the human and the spirit within them, to know that we are all the same person, we're all connected, and to love them, love them, and in the end, you will end up loving yourself so much more. And I always say this, even at work, um, even at work or to my friends, community is everything. Yeah. And understanding that so so much like hate and so much amorosity going on within the media and around people right now that community, whether that's me and you sitting here talking on our, our on the podcast or us walking down the street and seeing someone who looks like they're having a bad day and just like, I love your hair. I love your shoes. And spreading that love around is really going to make a big difference in, in today's society. Yeah. And stop uh, doing so much division. Yeah. I would say I agree. I also want to push again from what I am gathering from this is that it just sounds like the issues that we have, it still kind of goes full circle onto what we have been dealing with historically, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is the patriarchy, which unfortunately we have inherited. And for some reason we keep letting pass down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and we need to get rid of it. And the other part is that ultimately the, the decolonizing, it obviously it needs to be something that needs to be addressed on multiple levels. And last but not least, someone's, identity in the lgbtq plus community which again like jordan had mentioned like if you're straight that is your prerogative the point of the matter is that at the end of the day you are saying what you love it is not having to be specifically about sex Mm -hmm. it is what you are drawn to it is what Mm -hmm. you gravitate to Mm -hmm. and ultimately I don't, it doesn't need to be about sex because like the woman said before, sex is a form of worship and Mm -hmm. don't squander it. No matter who you are with, no matter if it is a woman, a man, a trans, a consenting adult, let me emphasize that. Yes, consenting adult, yes. Yes, a consenting adult human being. As, As long as you are understanding that it should not put you in a headspace where you are 
just frivolously giving away your energy and you know what I mean and soul tying to people that mm-hmm. is not what it is about it is about you having the freedom to have that soul tie to that loved one no matter who they are mm-hmm. and letting it be something beyond just the physical but spiritual as well so that is what I have gathered and I got one more tip if okay you're, if you're <laughs> just sorry to cut you off <laughs> If you're listening, if you really feel like you have a genuine connection to someone, and even if y'all have already like uh, got become sexual, take a moment to be like, okay, so we're gonna talk. Yes, we're gonna please. sit and we are. Right, we're gonna sit and talk. We're gonna sit and have a conversation. We're gonna sit and realize that, or try to realize that building that uh, strong foundation is what really is gonna mm-hmm. separate the innocent men from the boys or the the girls from the women and don't stop wasting time yes you know know what you you know what you're looking for don't just waste your time just be up straight be up front and be like this is what I'm looking for can you deliver (sighs) if not you be blessed (laughs) keep moving on thank you and I appreciate it so much y'all we have gone over time but this is a conversation that can be had you have it with your loved ones you have it with your friends make sure that it is an open space that can be uh, a welcoming place for you to have it to dive deeper and whatever you discover be willing to have that transparent moment to reflect and embrace and to decipher how you best see fit But remember, love is love. And when it comes between two individual, two consenting adults, ultimately let it be real. Don't let it be just physical. Let it be something that is substantial and beyond just the physical. Because when it comes to the sexual, it is a form of worship between two energies, two bodies, two souls. So do it wisely. Yes. And good day to you all. This recording was performed, recorded, and edited all from Anchor. If you would like to support, feel free to find me on Anchor, Soapbox Off, and, you know, show your support however you would like. If not, you can always show support and donate just to help a sister out at Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Soapbox Off. And you can always follow my Instagram, Soapbox Off. And if you'd like to give me some topics, feel free to drop some in my mailbox at soapboxoff at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. Peace and love.